Hey, podcast people. This one has to be a very fast episode because it is 10.06 right now as I'm recording this, which means my class started six minutes ago. I've mentioned this a million times. I'm taking a Mandarin class at the University of Calgary and my class literally started six minutes ago, but I wanted to take a moment to actually record this episode because there's a few things that are that are on my mind and I know if I don't sit down right now and very quickly make like a seven minute, 10 minute podcast episode, I know they're going to escape me and I'm going to forget to talk about them all together. Now, the very first one is the following. Um, experience leads to speed. I'll say that again. Experience leads to speed. What I mean by that is when I look at myself, right, I have lots of experience with learning languages. And because of that, I decided at one point that, okay, I think I want to go into teaching languages. That's a decision that I made. And I'll be honest, when I was first teaching and when I was, you know, working with the very first students that I ever found and doing all of that, I was not necessarily a bad teacher. I was probably fine. I was probably okay. Like, I don't fully remember, but I would, I feel reasonably confident in saying that for the price I was charging, for how I was teaching and and blah, 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 I think I was doing an okay job. But with the experience that I now have, I'm, I can, I can basically teach someone the same amount of content that I'd be able to teach, teach them before in a much shorter period of time. So for example, in the past, even though I could clearly explain how blah, blah, blah works in French, and I could clearly help you understand this, that, the other thing, I could clearly help you get better at speaking and help you with whatever objective you have with whatever language I was teaching you, maybe it took me six months to, to help you achieve that objective before, but now it takes me two months because I have the experience. I have a lot more teaching experience. So even though right now I'm just as clear as I was before, I figured out how to help you achieve a result faster than I could before. AKA experience leads to speed. Same thing with language learning. When you first start learning a language, maybe you're not really gonna be bad at it. Maybe you are, you're, you're going to be able to figure out <clears throat> how this grammar point works, how, to remember new vocabulary, how to have a simple conversation, how to blah, blah, blah. You're gonna be able to do it and you'll be able to figure it out, but the more experience you get with language learning as a whole, let alone more experience with the language that you're learning, the specific target language, the more experience you develop over time, the faster you're going to be at developing um, at the skill of language learning, I suppose, right? So if you are someone who's trying to learn multiple languages, let me tell you, you've got to view this as a long, kind of like a long-term process. Because if you view it like, okay, I'm learning this language, let me try and hurry up and learn this language. You know, you're actually, you potentially might be shooting yourself in the foot for the long-term. Versus if you're like, okay, I know that in my lifetime, I'm probably gonna learn two, I'm gonna try and learn two languages or three languages or whatever number of languages. So take your time and try and, 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 and focus on getting good at the skill of language learning, not so much the skill of learning the language that you are trying to learn. So take some time, learn a little bit about phonetics as a whole, learn a little bit more about syntax, learn a little bit about linguistics, right? Take your time to get this grammar point right. Take your time to learn the writing. Take your time and try and figure out what kinds of strategies work best for you to remember a new vocabulary or whatever. Because let me tell you, 
those skills are going to trans a lot of those skills are going to transfer over to the next language that you try to learn for people who are literally just trying to learn one language and it's like Azran, i'm not going to learn more than one language well i'll admit this piece of advice is probably a little bit less relevant for you however i still think there is a certain amount of relevance i still think it can be very helpful i think instead of if you try and cut corners i think there are trade-offs I think there's trade-offs of cutting corners and you have to just, I'm not saying don't cut corners because I think often cutting corners is actually a very good thing. Maybe you don't need to, you know, try and get the most perfect pronunciation. Maybe you don't need to try and be, I don't know, like sound exactly like a native speaker. Maybe you don't need to remember every single word you learn. Maybe you don't have to learn every grammar point. There are corners to cut, but you need to be mindful and consciously choose what corners you're cutting and understand what the consequences are going to be of you cutting those corners. But as I said before, if you're going to be learning multiple languages, keep in mind that the corners you cut with language one are going to come back to potentially haunt you when you go to learn language two. So just be mindful about what corners you are cutting because the more you can develop that skill set and the deeper you can get with the skill set and the experience with language learning or language teaching or heck, any, you know, a lot of skills in life, not just language related, but a lot of skills in life, the more experience you can develop, the more speed it leads to in the long term. The last thing I'll say on this topic, and then I'll move on to the second thing I wanted to say, um, is think about jobs, right? Um, there's a lot of people who uh, are adults, maybe they're 33 years old, right? Maybe if you have a little bit of work experience and you've worked in a couple different jobs, right? You know, you can think about this, you know, in your first job, maybe you found really simple things difficult. Even the simple act of not rescheduling your shift, showing up on time, hearing your alarm and not sleeping past it, setting your alarm at the right time. There's a lot of simple things that apply to every job that you learn, hopefully, in your first job or two that you figure out because you messed it up there when it didn't matter as much. So when you have a proper career, you don't have to worry about, oh my God, I was late every single day, so I got fired. Or perhaps as a skill, maybe you, for example, myself, like I work for myself now, right? The sales, a lot of the sales skills and the financial skills, those are things I developed at a different job that now transfer over, right? Um, the podcast skills I have come from the video stuff that I did. I've been making videos much longer than podcasts. Those transferred over. So skills transfer, which is why experience leads to speed. It's why I can sit down and make a podcast last minute after literally driving to university, no real prep and just turn the freaking microphone on and make a podcast versus a lot of people have to prepare for hours and make a script and really think about it to make the same length of podcast. No, it's experience. The experience is what allows me to do it. Experience leads to speed. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is another language learning topic is related to the daughter of a friend of mine. I have a friend who speaks Spanish as her first language. They moved here not 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 a crazy, not too long ago, um, maybe a little bit more than a year. She has a daughter, okay? And this daughter is about five years old. This daughter does not speak a lot of English. When the daughter first came here, she spoke no English. In fact, she was pretty against learning English as a whole. The daughter has now started school in kindergarten, so it's her first year of school. And the daughter has been slowly but surely learning some English. And I was in a public library with my friend and her daughter was there as well. Now, the daughter wanted to go um, get check out a book or something like that, or 
I think it was, oh no, I remember. In our public libraries here, you can often borrow a computer, like a little laptop, and they'll they'll let you borrow one while you're there if they have any left to, to borrow while you're at the library. You can't take the laptop home or anything. You have to use it in the library, but there's an option to do that. So the five-year-old walks up to the, to the library employee, uses whatever English she has and asks her, hey, I don't know what she said. I couldn't hear, but um, she asked if she could borrow a computer. Now, the lady, the library employee said um, that she needs like an address or something. She needs to have her, 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 her email address and like some different contact stuff. The five-year-old did not understand. Runs back to mom and says, mom, in Spanish, she goes, mom, or mama, que, que es Ares? And she's, mom's like, Ares? Like, what, what is Ares? And mom's like, Ares. And I'm thinking, Ares. Well, she heard address. I think it was email address. She didn't understand. And, and you know, trying to figure out with mom, mom's like, I don't know what the heck. Like, I don't know. Maybe I have no idea, right? And um, she's like, oh, hmm. And then she asked mom in Spanish, like, how do I say, like, how do I ask the lady uh, that I want to use a computer? I want to borrow one. How, in English, what do I say? And mom says, oh, you said blah, blah, blah. And she told her. And then the daughter ran back off, went to the same lady and said, you know, I want to borrow a computer, right? You know, and that made me think of something. You know, the the five-year-old, right? Two things, two things. There's a few things that stand out. Number one, the five-year-old's brave. She walked up to a stranger, said, doesn't have a lot of English. I'll be honest. Her English is limited right? With her limited English, tried to communicate that she wants to borrow a laptop. When she didn't understand their answer, she came to mom and asked her, what the heck? How do I say this? Right? Blah, blah, blah. Then she asked, how do I say blah, blah, blah? Went back to the same lady, had the courage to go back to the same lady and try again. That's admirable. I think as adults, we have to do that as well. I think one thing that gives us the air cover or children, it gives them the air cover, the confidence to do that is the fact that children have a mother. They have a father. They've got someone who's kind of protecting them right? They've got something to lean on. I bet you if mom, I've actually seen that daughter. If mom's not there, the daughter gets real shy. But when mom's there, the daughter has confidence. The daughter actually will do things that she normally, <clears throat> that she normally wouldn't feel confident doing. And we have to understand as, as adult language learners, we're the same thing. We need a safety net. It really helps to have a safety net there. So you have to think about that, right? How can you create that for yourself? I don't know how you're learning whatever language you're learning. I don't know what methods you're using. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know. <clears throat> but that that phenomenon will carry over um, will carry over to adults the same way that it carries over for children. The other thing I want to point out as well is I have a funny theory. I'm, 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 I feel reasonably confident in saying that that five-year-old child, right? Leticia is her name. I bet you Leticia, right? She has the English to she has the English to have communicated that she wants to borrow a laptop. In fact, I know for a fact she does because I saw because I know the lady understood what Leticia wanted when she first went and asked her. Leticia thought that the lady at the library didn't understand that Leticia wanted a laptop. That's what that's what she thought. But she did understand. So she had the ability to go and ask, "Oh, I want a laptop. I want to borrow whatever word she used, right?" But she wanted to ask mom to get clarification, to get that confidence, to be sure that she said it right and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I want to point this out because when we're learning, when we are learning as adults, learning another language, often there are things that we want to say, but 
it's we're not gonna find the words. You see, the second you start learning another language, another human is born. The second you learn, you start learning another language, that moment, another human is born inside your body, inside your mind. That 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 person is now officially a baby. Babies cannot communicate. They can cry. That's they can poop and they can eat. That's all they can do, and they can drink. They can't even eat. They can just drink formula. Literally, they, they they drink stuff. They poop, and they and they and they can cry. You are now a baby the moment you start learning another language. You have no ability to communicate, and literally all you can do is cry and just make sounds and move your body and blah. There's nothing you can do. Okay, so. As you start learning more of the language, it's kind of like that baby is growing up and that baby is getting bigger. And you are slowly but surely, um, you are slowly but surely getting better at the language and you're getting better at communicating. And, you know, the thing is, when you try to communicate something in your target language, let's say you've learned for like two years. And let's say in that two years, you've developed the same level of language as a four-year-old native speaker. I don't know, or a three-year-old native speaker. That four-year-old or three or four-year-old native speaker brain is not going to be able to communicate everything that they want to be able to ideally communicate because they're just not smart enough yet. They don't know enough yet. So what you have to do sometimes, if you're stuck, you have to ask your mom or your dad. Now you're thinking, who the heck is my mom or dad? Why would my mom or dad know? Well, your language mom or your language dad, we talked about this, right? Actually, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. Even though you might have a separate person that is your language mom or language dad, you also have one everywhere you go, which is the English version of you. Whatever your native language is, let's assume it's English, okay, for people listening. Um, I know there's different language people listening, but let's just use English for now. Let's say English is your mother tongue. That is your, now your mother or your father. That person's really smart. So if you're stuck and you're like, man, how do I say, I'm trying to say blah, 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 Mandarin, I feel stuck. Ask your English brain, ask your native speaker brain. What would I say in English? Oh, I'd say blah, blah, blah. Okay, try and go back to your 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 target language. Do you have the words to say that? Maybe you don't. So go back to English. Think, okay, I don't know how to say that. Is there another way in English that I could say the same thing? Think about it. Of course there will be. You'll have so many ways. There's always lots of ways to say the same thing. You'll find other words. Go back to the target language. Do you have the words to say that alternative message? Yes, no. If the answer is no, go back to English brain. Think about another way to say the same thing or something similar. Maybe you can simplify it a bit in English to, to make it more vague or simple so that it's easier for the, the, the target language brain to say. In fact, think about what you do with kids. Often, when a child asks you a question in your native language, it's a complicated question, but you give them a simplified answer because you know they're not going to be able to understand. So you've got to do the same for yourself. Sometimes you're going to want to say something complex in your target language, but guess what? You're only four years old. A four-year-old can't talk about politics. A four-year-old can only say, "My, I like my government. He's handsome. I like my, I like the president. I like the prime minister. He's, he smiles a lot. I like him. He's smart. I like him. My mom says he's doing good things for teachers. Like there's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got to simplify it for yourself too. You've got to do that because you're not going to be able to. And you can't expect yourself to be able to say anything really complex and deep and profound and thought-provoking. You just can't. So ask your English brain, your native language brain, what is a simpler way to say what I'm trying to say? And simplify it for the three-year-old inside of you that's learning blah, blah, blah language. You've got to do that. So 
Anyway, wow, I went for 16 minutes. Good Lord, I've got to go. I'm 22 minutes late for my class. That is not, that's not okay. I got to go, guys. Thank you for your attention. I appreciate it. And we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now. See you.